Warning, the following program contains spoilers for The Righteous Gemstones and Yellow Jackets. Chad and Catherine talk about The Righteous Gemstones and Yellow Jackets. Aloha, this is Chad. And Catherine. Welcome to the show. Hello, my love. Hi, Chad. I got a question for you. Okay. When you were younger, did you record yourself on a tape recorder? Absolutely. Me and my younger brother, we made at least a couple of tapes that are floating probably somewhere around my um, mom's house that is of two of us on a tape deck just for no reason, asking each other like questions and things. We had a recorder, a tape recorder, my sister and I, and we, I think we only had like one tape. Did you just get yeah. recording over it or something? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. So you're a early podcast explorer. Oh yeah. Podcast into an audience of none. Yeah. Which is hopefully less than the amount of people we have listening here. Thank you so much for your support. Oh, did you get any emails yet? Uh, not that I've seen, but let me go and check our account real quick. This is uh, live. Oh, gosh. This will be sad if there's none, which I'm pretty sure there probably is and... none. And... There's none. It's, it's updating. Oh, no. I'm, I'm just uh, spinning still yet, <laughs> waiting to see if anybody at all. Wow, this is taking really long. That's Okay. We'll come back we'll to come it. We'll come back to this. Yeah, we'll come back yeah. to it. So remember, if you do want to write in, though, uh, the email address is Chad and Catherine talk about at gmail.com. So please send us your emails. We're happy to read them. And if we like them, we'll read them on the air, too. You can also send us a voicemail. Through what the... if we don't like them? Well, then we just we pretend they never existed. Okay, that's yeah. good with me. Yeah. And if you're um, listening on anchor.fm or the Anchor app, uh, you can send us a voicemail. It's very easy. It's built right into the app and the website. Anyway, today we're going to be talking about the Righteous Gemstones and Yellow Jackets. This weekend, we actually spent, well, this is this is really Catherine's thing. She finally got me to sit down and watch all of the Righteous Gemstones. show's been out for four I years. I did. I did. Four years it took her to finally convince me to watch the show that I really wanted to watch in the first place, but never got around to. And just kind of said, eh, I'll get around to it. No, we sat down and watched nine episodes of season one and then three episodes of season two. Yeah, I don't think you ever said you get around to it. You kind of just said, no, I don't want to. Eh, I don't know. I think, you know, if I'm being completely honest, I think the fact that it had to do with kind of like evangelical religious stuff it felt like this is going to get weird I think that's because you weren't like a church person yeah and I thought that like maybe I might not be able to like even identify with stuff at all but it's it's so not even that yeah I, I really honestly I don't know what I was doing wasting my time yeah. not watching it when it was happening although it was nice to just have everything happen one after the next rather than having to wait well I watched it twice and the second time I was able to maybe understand and enjoy it more because I, I remember watching the first couple shows or episodes of the first season and I was like this this going somewhere <laughs> yeah I wasn't too sure hmm. so this time you got to actually pay attention rather than just being caught up in the spectacle yeah that's fair 
this is gonna sound really dumb but i think when i first watched the first season and the first couple of episodes i was like is this supposed to be a comedy <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean it's it's danny mcbride right? right so you know he's he's starring in it as well as writing it and he typically writes comedies i don't sometimes he annoys me his characters people people have um but i can't stop them. watching his shows well, that's the thing if people criticize danny mcbride that he's always just playing danny mcbride right in every single role that he's in and sometimes that can be too much sometimes you can have too much of danny mcbride but i think with this show with, with righteous gemstones he's i was because you know of course i'm gonna go read up about stuff because that's what i do so after we watched it i went and looked up okay why did he write this why did he make this you know what's some trivia i can you know, pull from and he wrote it because this is the stuff that he kind of grew up around and he didn't want to make it a show that would make fun of people who were you know like you know religious or anything like that because for people that can be very it's it's a very personal thing for a lot of people yeah and he didn't want it to make fun of them. He wanted to make fun of hypocrites. He wanted to make fun of the people who were were saying one thing in front of everybody else and doing the complete opposite, you know, when they're not in front of the TV cameras or in front of their their um, you know, whatever their 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 church group. So I think it, watching the twelve episodes we did, God, did we spend six hours? Well, watching? now that you said that, let me. Can I just say something? Mm -hmm. I am watching 90 Days and they introduced a new character or whatever, new guy who's like 50-something was raised in this deeply religious, I don't know, cult? He called it a cult. What? Yeah. And then married someone, became a pastor in it, married someone, had three kids, reached a certain age where his marriage wasn't working out so they both decided to leave the church and he divorced the wife and is now trying to meet a 20-something-year-old from, like, Colum Peru. Peru, I think? Yeah, Peru. And he keeps, like, when he was, like, explaining it to the kids why he wants to go to Peru, he was, like, saying it was, like, God's message. God's message says, I gotta go right. hook up with this 20-year-old girl out there. Except prior, prior to her, he was dating another 20-something-year-old, and that woman apparently didn't like that he wanted to spend time with his children. Oh, so they broke up. Well, I mean, that's probably for the best. I mean, it seemed a little fake, because how can you just throw God in whenever you want? Yeah, it's it's it. that kind of sounds like the kind of people that yeah. Danny McBride wanted to put in his sights when he came up with this show. It's kind of crazy to think that it started back in 2018, and the new season just started this year, right? So two years later, and the this is twenty twenty two. Is it twenty? Oh God! Yeah, <laughs> you made a twenty twenty mistake. Oh gosh! Uh, four years later. <laughs> yeah. Wow! Wow! I keep forgetting it's it's twenty twenty two. Good Lord! It's been four years since he started the show. Why did you decide that you wanted to start watching this show back in twenty eighteen when you were trying to get me to watch it and I didn't? I like to watch. Vice Principles. Which is Danny McBride's show right before this one? Yeah. Also I age. think so. I think I think you're right. And that one actually had a couple of people who are also characters in uh, Righteous Gemstones. Like McBride himself, Goggins. Uh, I think even the lady who plays the sister was no, in... I don't think so. Let's if see, she wasn't on the show, she might have been one of the writers because no. one of the things I, I, I read, because of course I'm going to read trivia stuff like I said, he said that he wrote the part of Judy Gemstone specifically for that lady. He really wanted her to be that be that part. Okay, Dad. 
Anyway. Let me t- let me ask you a question okay. now. You what did you like about that show? I really liked the variety of these sort of evangelicals that he portrayed just within the family unit and the people who are like slightly like outside of the family or connected to the family. Like he really kind of picked up on all these different flavors of like these evangelical super mega church people. Like you've got the the people who have the huge broadcast from the like the million dollar or something prayer stadium basically. Then you've got folks who do the the song and dance like the um, those like Hillsong or Sugarland whatever those those groups that are like all about like just singing these like just nothing but Jesus music. And then were, were we watching the same show? Yes, I swear to God, this is the, this is the same thing. But my favorite, though, my favorite, I think, out of all the the stuff that they showed off and he was kind of poking fun at, had to be the youth pastor stuff. Yeah, that was funny. Because I can't remember Adam Devine. Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Plays Kelvin. Kelvin Gemstone, the youngest of the gemstones. And he is the youth pastor, like the hip, cool one out of, out of the whole bunch. And it's just, just everything he does is ridiculous. And actually, that brings me to one of my favorite characters, which has to be... Keith, Kelvin's very first person that he ever converted from the satanic church over to Christianity. <laughs> and Keith is just in his own world. But you can tell just by the way he like is around Kelvin, he loves that man. He will follow him to the ends of the world. And that's the kind of, I feel like that's a thing that comes up on and off again during the first season. And I'm really, really curious about where it's going to go in the second season. Because they've really turned him from uh, being a youth pastor person, Kelvin, to this weird, like, body above all. Also, like, I wanted to say that Keith is n- no longer the person that he helped, but more so becoming, like, his protege, I would yeah, say. Yeah, it's like he's bit. kind of, like, helping him to become the, the, the person to help him be his number yeah. two or number one. I don't know what the, none of those numbers work. But basically the guy he, you know, knows he can depend on for everything. It's a really fun show. It it's really messed up. Like a lot of the stuff that you end up seeing, like they I don't think they showed so far. They haven't shown how he met Amy Lee. Yeah. So John Goodman's character Eli Gemstone, the 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 um patron patron of the of the family. Yes. They they've shown him together with the the mom of the family who in the beginning of season 1 has passed away already. And yeah, I'm curious to see how that plays out. They're already touching on in the second season about yeah. how his past, his past, about how he apparently used to be a local professional wrestler and got into some some not so good things as well too. And oh my gosh, Eric Roberts as his friend Junior from the old days coming back to kind of uh, help him slash haunt him. Eric Roberts is basically playing Eric Roberts as is most Eric Roberts. If you, I don't know what that means. If you ever go watch Eric Roberts in any other movie or I TV feel like show, I have seen him in other he, shows. He is only you only bring Eric Roberts in when you want him to play Eric Roberts. He is his own character, much like how Danny McBride gets you know picked on for playing Danny McBride. Eric Roberts only knows how to play Eric Roberts, and that is you don't get him for any other reason for that other than that. Like heck. You could even go back and watch the the music video for the killer's uh, bright Mr. Brightside. He's in that, and he's just playing Eric Roberts, like flat out. Season two is so far very crazy, even just within the first three episodes. And yeah, I, I'm I'm very much excited to see kind of where where things go from there. Do you think they're gonna bring back Baby Billy? 
I, I mean, I can't remember if they did they show him in season two yet or was no, that in, I don't think so. I think it was just at the end of season one they kind of pointed out that he's figured out a thing for himself because he was a major kind of antagonist in a way for like last season, along with the other main antagonist. And I think at the end of the first season, they kind of pointed out that after being struck by lightning, which was an awesome scene, he's now the electric preacher. So he's selling people his visions of God and heaven. Right. Be- well, also because he ran, he lost all the money. Yeah, he gave all the money back yeah. that, he st- that he he secondhand stole from the church. I wonder if he's, if his character is going to be able to build up the church and like come out. Like, surprise, Maybe. look what I have now. Maybe. I mean, it seemed like he was getting a pretty decent following at the end of season one with his electric preacher shtick. But that was Walter Goggins in a, in a, in a fun role uh, as a... He's a good actor. He's a really good actor. Yeah. Walter Goggins deserves a lot more credit than I think he probably gets. He's he's the main character on that other show you watch, right? The, the Unicorn? The, yeah, The Unicorn. He's super likable on that show. Like, it's like, wow, this guy is like just nothing but charm. Anyway, so I don't know if they'll bring back Baby Billy. Baby Billy Freeman? Yeah, there you go. Also, remember when they were showing Judy's birthday party and, like, he had a kid? Oh, yeah, the weird well, kind of yeah. sickly um, Mason. Mason Freeman, I guess. Is, no, it wasn't is, Mason. It was, like, Cameron or something. No, no, it was, no, it was It was a name that sounded like it was part of a name. Something like, like it was a Marin or something? Yeah, it was, like, something like that. Yeah. But I remember, like, in that that flashback to to Judy's like like twelve birthday. I was like, is that supposed to be BJ? But... I know because she was checking him out. <laughs> but also, when he they said BJ's full name, Benjamin Johnson, something mm. else. I don't know. So maybe what, I'm not. Do you, maybe do you think that I don't he's know. like secretly her cousin? cousin. I don't know. Is that actually Baby Billy's kid, or was that like his? girlfriend wife at the time maybe i wonder if that's gonna come into play again yeah it could be i mean this show is surprises enough with like a lot of like twists and turns uh even just from the first season there was like a lot of mystery to go along with the the comedy like the fact that there's a missing son that you don't talk about that belongs to danny mcbride's character and then come to find out oh he's helping some like stunt people blackmail his dad yeah so, you know, I wouldn't put it past Danny McBride to put something in there and, along with whoever else is writing. I mean, we've already got tons of mystery and, and like, weirdness already three episodes into the second season. Right. Like, why is his youngest son leaving all his crusty undies everywhere? <laughs> like, what is the story <laughs> oh with gosh. that? I want to know. That's so weird. He, well, he said it wasn't what they thought. What does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? What exactly is it then? But also, um, just to let you know, boys are very gross we we are yeah i gross. know yeah just you don't have to tell me yeah <laughs> no comment yeah <laughs> but yeah it's a really great show if you if you have this stomach to put up with i mean there is a lot of like kind of gross out stuff that does come up and unless you're you said they show a lot of Penises. There is a lot of penis in this show. <laughs> like, if you've ever watched a, an HBO show and thought, like, man, like, you know, they, they're constantly, you know, objectifying women. Well, guess what? You watch Righteous Gemstones, you will feel the same way about male genitalia because they are not ones to shy away from a lot of male genitalia. It's, it's, and it's HBO. It's HBO. 
you know. Yeah. Maybe that's why. Because it's HBO. <laughs> because well, I mean, there's there's I think there's a prevailing thing where it's where people feel like people will write certain things into HBO just because yeah. they have. So they'll purposely go out of the way to, you know, add a lot of, a lot of swearing, add like a lot of like nudity. But it seems on track for Danny McBride to write in a lot of nude male genitalia, genitalia yeah. because it is HBO. Yeah, yeah, but it also seems like him just also just tossing stuff out there. It's like, here's something you didn't expect. Enjoy. Yeah. It's a really fun show. The entire thing is available on HBO Max right now. So if you have an HBO subscription, you can go back and check it out. And I think, yeah, you can also watch the everything up to date for the current season. Any other things you want to touch on regarding Righteous Gemstones? No. We about covered everything? That I can think of. I was trying to think earlier. I have notes, guys. She has notes. But they're not very good. They're notes. <laughs> you have notes. That's good. I wrote more notes on the yellow jackets. All right. So maybe then that's a that's a sign we should switch gears. So going from the uh, evangelical religious comedy drama of The Righteous Gemstones to the teenage horror, horror suspense, suspense mystery thriller thriller, thriller. Not horror, horror maybe thriller no I, I don't know horror might also fit too because there's a lot of nar nar going on there oh okay but yellow jackets if you haven't been keeping up is a show that debuted this year on showtime and stars a bunch of great like former 90s actors in adult roles as well as like some some very talented um, young women playing a team of high school soccer stars who right. end up stranded in the Canadian wilderness for 19 months. Well, you know, all I had to see was Juliet Lewis, Christina Ricci, and what is it? What's the lady that plays Shauna? And I was Linsky. like, yes, I'm going to watch this. Of uh, Beautiful Creatures and some other. Like, because. She's, yeah. 90s. Oh yeah, no, those 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 ladies are are, and that's no no disrespect to Tawny Cypress who plays um, Taisha, who's the the fourth of the main characters in the the first season, but yeah, they're all awesome. So, the show goes back and forth between modern day, and 25 years ago. So if you are a kid, what was 25 years ago? 25 years ago, according to the show, was 1996. Because okay. oh, the because the show, <laughs> the show takes place in 2021. Yeah. Yeah. So in 2021, there are these four women who live very different lives from one another, who all apparently are connected because they all were part of this soccer team that was supposed to go to the finals or the regionals, regionals for their, their high school. And on the way, their plane crashed in the Canadian wilderness and they had to survive for 19 months in the Canadian wilderness. Were they in Canada? Well, no, because they live in New Jersey. Yeah. So they were flying over the Canadian wilderness to get to where they were going. I believe they were supposed to be heading to, like, Michigan or something. So oh. they were on a small plane. So now that it's over, I can... Sorry, am I interrupting? No, 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 please, Because I have a question from the first episode. Okay. Remember the girl from the first episode that ran and fell into the Who animal the trap? Who was that? Who was that? I really thought it was Jackie. Jackie, I thought like it was Jackie. The, the 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 team captain when they first leave civilization. First, I thought it was. Maybe I think I shot it, thought it was Shauna because she had dark hair. But then I thought make... it was Jackie because she's the kind necklace. Of dirty blonde. And, yeah, and yeah. dirty blonde. And then I thought, is this Lottie? But maybe it could be. Could I don't be. know. I mean, 
the the first season goes all over the place and they do a really good job of kind of setting things up so you have no clue what's going on you keep waiting to see okay who's still alive who died who's who's gonna kill who's because it, it basically comes to like this weird combination of kind of lord of the flies okay and, well like, stand by me here's what we know okay what do we know we know there's a cult there's a cult there's a cult yeah and we know that Taisa is the lady in the tree and also we know that something is with her family lineage they can all see the man with no eyes yeah they've all which is weird been haunted by this weird specter we also know that Jackie is not the girl who fell in the animal trap in episode one and that there actually is a man spirit in the cabin who may be the spirit of the hunter guy who lived there before right. they found the dead emaciated corpse of in the attic and we know that Taisa practices the occult maybe <laughs> we also know this is important Callie is not the baby that Shauna was pregnant with in right. the woods right. where is that baby yeah, did, that did make... they eat it I'm 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 Leaning towards, they maybe might have eaten the baby because they. Or did they sacrifice it? Maybe. I mean. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's a lot of craziness to this show. I mean, if if you're still listening now, I'm assuming that you've watched it, so you know exactly what we're talking about as far as just this the show goes off the rails at points. Sorry, no. About Uh, Thais. So practicing the occult. I'm wondering if maybe she was doing that stuff when she was in her weird fugue state. Or do you think she what did What is that? Or, or maybe, but you know what? There's some, some other people online have pointed this out too. And I think there might be some something to it. Is that when her wife, Simone, finds the the, the altar, right? She goes, yeah. she goes into the... And also, if you find a weird crawl space with like like wind coming in there, you've never known that it was existing in your house, would you just go no. in there? No. You call somebody and then you maybe go in there. You send I'd them be in like, there first. Oh, I don't... I'm just going to go the other way. <laughs> <laughs> so so when she found the altar, it was intercutting at the exact same time that Thaisa was at her um, campaign offices. Yeah, and she got weird. And she, and she, it was announced that she won. Well, her face got weird, like, yeah, Ugh. Yeah, it almost looked like she was like, just as I planned. Yeah. And so that leads me to wonder if maybe, maybe she's not connected to Lottie's cult, but she still practices it yeah. as a means to draw... No, that like, explains a lot because why there's a lineage of maybe witchcraft? I don't know. Maybe uh maybe not witchcraft, maybe uh some kind voodoo? of su- some kind I of supernatural right. things going on in her past. Like with her grandma like telling her about, you know, the man with no eyes coming Who for her. Who is the man with no eyes? What uh, is that? I don't know, but it Why does she have to eat dirt? I want to know. Well, in the last episode they kind of talk about well, Lottie, when she's giving their, their blessing for the food, she says spirits of the earth and the sky. So maybe it's like taking in the the earth as like a means of like... What if Thaisa's family is actually part of the original origins of this weird cult? Hmm. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, that's kind of weird, though, that they end up all the way out there in the Canadian wilderness, though, right? Well, yeah, that doesn't really make sense. And if anything, that would have to be Lottie's parents for (laughs) renting the airplane. Also, yeah, and and that's the thing, too, is that we still don't know why the plane went down. 
all we know is that there was all of a sudden like craziness going on in the plane because uh, we we see the plane crash mostly from shauna's experience and she was like knocked out for half of it because she took a xanax or something and so all we see is one minute everything's fine everybody's laughing and then next minute the plane's like smoking on fire like about to crash into the the forest yeah also why does van have to experience so many near-death experiences wasn't there like three she, yeah no and and there was actually a a post that somebody put online that van is unkillable and because at first it really seemed like there there's this horrible sad trope called kill your gays where which is where anytime you have gay characters something bad has to happen to them because it's tragic it's like oh no look, look what happened here and so it seemed like they were going to be doing that when they kind of revealed that oh by the way um fan and and Tayusa were are, are a couple and so yeah when when you first meet her she's about to be like killed in the in the plane because it's it's about to catch on fire and Jackie decides like no no just leave her we have to get out of here and then she manages to emerge yeah like after like a you know, last minute rescue from Taisa and then uh she almost dies again after getting half of her face eaten off well not literally half her face but Isn't at least there her cheek. another experience um, um well okay cuz I she, don't know she was almost burned alive yeah. in the plane then she almost got eaten by wolves yeah then she almost got burnt alive again. Yeah, that's because that's right. her friends thought that she of. was dead, so they're okay. We gotta, you know, burn her, you know, to, yeah. you know, in in honor, we'll we'll bear her, burn her body. I don't know why they would decide at that point, like, yeah, let's burn her body, rather than check for a pulse, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, that's... Misty was there. Yeah, she, Misty, and she's come gotta on. have like on, she has all the Girl Scout tra training or whatever. And like I was telling you, I really need to know. Who that guy is in that cabin? <laughs> I need to know how he is tied to this occult or cult you, thing. You, you, it just doesn't make sense. I'm guessing they're probably gonna. He's have not an episode. a random guy. No, no, not not at all. And more than likely, they're gonna have an episode focused on him going out there to the wilderness for some reason. They're probably gonna have something to show how he either built the cabin and why he built the cabin. Maybe he wasn't alone at first. Maybe there were other people that were with him at first that. You know, they were gonna try and set thing, something up, and then he was the last one. Maybe. I mean, they had a plane. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a there's a see, and this is just one season. This is one season of a show. They're planning five total seasons, and I think they're gonna Whoa. need all of them to get to where they're going. I'm just hoping that unlike other long mystery shows, it doesn't burn out. I'm really hoping that it doesn't happen, because a lot of my friends who enjoyed Lost got burnt out. Because the people who were in charge didn't do what they were supposed to do. So hopefully we get some fancers to, you know, these questions. Fancers? Yeah, fancers. I don't want any fancers, but I do have a lot of questions. Fan, 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 that doesn't work. Never mind. Okay, so I was thinking about it, and Natalie was almost going to kill herself, right? Mm -hmm. And in the first episode, they showed her at the rehab. Mm -hmm. Was that really rehab, or was that the cult? Oh, how did they know where to find her and why did they come for her first? I feel like there's a connection. I think part of that might have to do maybe with Misty because at the very ending of, of the of the last episode when Lottie is, is putting the bear's heart into the, the stump, 
it's Van and Misty who are right behind her, like kneeling behind. So it seems like both Van and Misty have kind of bought into the thing. So maybe, although Misty doesn't make it seem apparent, maybe she's part yeah, of the maybe. cult. So maybe she, because she wants to be, you know, part of every, she wants to be part of the cool clique. But when they were showing her at the rehab, it was a little weird. It was mm. very like joyous. It wasn't, it didn't look like a typical rehab. Hmm. So I'm a little, hmm, I don't know. Suspicious about that whole thing. Yes. Yeah, because they did come at just the right time. Yes. What do you have else in your notes? Let's see. Oh, I was going to, I mean, we already talked about this, but do you think that the other team members that are still alive are part of Lottie's cult? I'm guessing some of them have to or be, Or do you right? think they all died? And the only characters... Are the me are the ones we saw in season one? No, because because they they show at the very first. I mean, episode, adult characters. Hmm. Not I, the teen characters. I have a feeling that there's at least two other teammates that survived to adulthood. You know what? Sorry. Hmm. You know who I was getting confused a lot about the girl. Oh, I didn't. I don't know her name. I thought it was Thais's wife. Oh, the the other um, African American girl. Yes. Um. Yeah. I don't know if they've mentioned her name. But either. it wasn't. Yeah. No. Because yeah, she doesn't seem to have very any knowledge whatsoever. Because, like, if she did, she wouldn't be surprised at any. But of the they things. kind of made like there was a little spark on like the first couple episodes. Yeah. Maybe I, th- I think so. I mean. Yeah. So that's why I was kind of like confused. I was like, oh, is this her current wife? But yeah, I don't know. I wonder if she's still alive. And also the Asian girl. The the sassy Asian girl yeah. who's constantly like being sassy. Gosh. And the brother. Is the brother alive? Or was the brother Adam? Javi. I mean that was a theory for a while, but it seems like he may have just been an actual dude, just like a like a um very like a overly yeah, mysterious dude. I was thinking that because it was like Be it was to... like, okay, wait, it was like so you're telling me this person was stalking her, but then also, how did she, how did he crash? Yeah. No, that it, part was weird. I was like. Yeah, I, I think most of the internet has kind of just uh, resolved that he's just a manic pixie dream boy, where he's just a guy who would be like stoked. Well, to like... but he's not who he says he he is because he's can't be searched. Well, yeah. I... So he's not who he says he is. Well. Or it could just be one of those weirdo people who decide they don't want to have any kind of online presence, so they don't do so. anything. You can find at least your address. Yeah, that's true. I mean, for for a lot of people, you can, but there's some people who just don't. And he lied. Remember, he lied about he's not an artist. He lied about that. He lied about going to school. Mm-hmm. But he obviously had family. The, according to the news reports, they said that his family hadn't heard from him like in a while, and they were concerned. Oh, on the news report, did they use his name, Adam? Mm-hmm. That's weird. And also, too, for a fake artist, he also had a lot of art stuff. So I think he was still an artist, but maybe he lied about his credentials because maybe he's just a self-taught artist, you know? So do you think Travis really killed himself or he was murdered? I think, based off of all the information that they kind of gathered, is that he was probably sacrificed. I think because especially Who took his money. According to the last episode, when that sponsor yeah. was calling her, her former sponsor was calling her, saying like, "What did you get me tied up with?" Because she found out that 
Lottie's group were the people who took the money. Oh, is that what she said? Yeah. Oh. And then she said, like, who is this Lottie? Blah, blah, blah. Why are they, like, after me now? Oh, I feel like it's Misty. You think Misty? She has to have something to do with Like, why does she know so much about I mean, she claims to be a, she claims to be a citizen detective. An armchair detective. Yeah. Who's obsessed with, like, reality Obsessed podcasts. with drugs. Well, no, she's just a horrible nurse. She's obsessed with drugs as well. She, she, I don't think a lot of people who are nurses know that much about what drugs can do for whatever, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, like, like her wanton use of fentanyl to, like, you know. And the mushroom, the shrooms. Yeah, she's well-versed in, like, chemicals yeah. and things. So, you know, that's already kind of a little off to begin with. I really got to give Christina Ricci a lot of credit because she does a really good job of playing, like, just this scary... Like, Misty's scary. Like, she's she's ridiculous in a lot of parts and kind of sad, but also really scary when it counts. I feel like I was thinking, like, why is she doing this? Is she doing this because she's part of the group or is she doing it because she's lonely? I think she wants to be part of... I think... No, I mean, like, part of the cult. Oh. Probably so she can get, like, a better standing in it. And, I mean she was the reason why they were all stuck out there for 19 months because she felt so good right. because people were saying, oh man, Misty's you know indispensable. Man, if we'd be effed if it wasn't for, for Misty being here. And so she finds the black box and smashes it. That was crazy. Like, they could have been... How could none of them have found it by now? Like, it wasn't even buried or anything. It was just like covered by some bushes, maybe. They, they were just so concerned with the fact... They were so traumatized. They were so, like, just... But they've all, like, been out in the woods. Not not for that very long at that point. That was still no, just... No, like, they've all, like, made treks out in the woods. Mm-hmm. Like, Natalie and Travis having to hunt animals and then the three girls were going out i don't think that happened yet just yet this was when they had first started no i mean how can they not find it oh i mean the the remnants of it yeah i mean she i think she hid it pretty well didn't she i don't know i mean nobody found her mushroom stash they have nothing to do except wander around you're telling me they couldn't find it and the coach wasn't thinking like hey let me find this black box did they find it and say it was broken maybe I don't know. I mean, if anything, you could say that they're not trying to waste energy too much when you're when you're trying to survive. So maybe they're like, okay, it's not worth it for us to go look for this. Let's just focus on what we can do. So maybe I'm they not just... buying it. Uh-huh. But yeah, the fact that she's the reason why they were out. I, I I think if they ever find that out, they may end up killing her. If they find out that she's the reason why they weren't rescued. Like right away. Well, I mean, they all don't like her for whatever reason, so maybe that's still gonna come out. Besides maybe. her being strange. Yeah, because she tries too hard. Well, yeah, but you can try hard and not have as dramatic a reaction to seeing a person's face as they did mm-hmm. to seeing her. Yeah. It yes. was like a lot. Yeah, like she, like she was really just not popular among them like why would why would she kidnap jessica the private investigator yeah and why did taisa really hire her yeah there's That's there's weird there's some some when questions there too she was a fixer yeah because so she private... wasn't even fixing anything yeah well supposedly she was supposed to be making sure that nobody was gonna sell out taisa's story 
and so that's why she was told to to follow the other three girls or other three ladies any other questions you got in your notes that we haven't touched on yet no questions I'm pretty curious what happened to Shauna's baby. Like, it took me the entire season <laughs> to realize that That's, the daughter, was the daughter the wasn't the baby. Yeah. And the thing is, too, the whole vision that she had at one point, the weird dream of them eating the baby because the baby was like a roast chicken when it came out of her. Mm. You know? So, and the show was also messed around with, like, flash forwards. Like, at one point during the, uh, when they were having the bonfire, kind of the, the, the party before they went out for regionals when they were oh never mind what are you talking about so okay so when they were having that party uh, the, the, oh i the, remember the right yeah at one point either misty or maybe shauna were was looking into the fire and she looked forward to when they were already crashed and they were like cooking somebody oh i must have missed that they've been kind of like weird with them going back and forth like having visions of things and premonitions of of what was to happen it's like there's a lot more going on than just and i think i think we can honestly say there's supernatural things in this show this isn't just straight up reality right reality well okay is it do you think the show has actual supernatural elements like things that are beyond just the mundane isn't the whole show like that? Well, basically. Well, I, I mean, I mean, okay. Like, do you think everything that they're gonna do in the show can be explained with like, okay, this person, you know, was losing their mind or whatever like that? Or do you think there's an actual weird supernatural spiritual element that's gonna be coming into play, like something beyond just? I mean, I feel like it because why else would that girl's airplane blow up? Right. Just, just mysteriously, just explode. Laura Lee. Yeah. I mean, that you was could, weird. I mean, you could argue that it was, you know, an old disappeared plane. It blew up when, they, when she reached a certain point. Mm-hmm. When she got a certain distance away yeah. from where they were. And like they had started, kind of said, or I think it was Lottie was the one who said, right, that this place doesn't want anybody to leave. So, yeah, maybe so maybe there is a supernatural element to it. I wonder how far they're going to go with that. Are we going to see, like, monsters? Are we going to see, like like, people coming back from the dead or something? I don't know. I mean, the man with no eyes was very scary. Yeah, it's true. And there's already been times when people have been kind of visited by ghosts, sort of, but not really. They're more so just memories haunting them, like Jackie, Jackie's ghost kind of coming back to haunt Shauna in a way, like in the um, in the present yeah. day. So it's it's a very weird show. I like it a lot. It's not the kind of show I normally would go for. What kind of drew you to check it out? I mean, I already said oh, you said the just right, just... actresses. Yeah. But also, it just looked like... I'm going to say maybe what really drew me was the fact that it took place in the 90s. And would you say we're 90s kids, you and I? Yes. <laughs> you wouldn't say that? Yeah, I guess we... Yeah, because we did... How would we not be 90s kids? True. What would, what would we be? I don't know. I always thought I was an 80s kid, but I'm, I'm too young to be I an 80s kid. I think we were too young to be 80s kids. Yeah. Because we, we graduated right at the butt end of the 90s, so yeah. we, we went through all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's been some of your... Um, can you think of any, any throwback stuff that they showed during the 90s sections that you maybe like reacted to? Like either like maybe smiled at, cringed at? I mean, the part with Natalie... Were they hanging out with her friends outside of 
where were they? And they're like smoking. Was she smoking pot? Oh, like, with with her, Kevin, and the yeah. and the other guy. Where were they? I think I guess they were behind the mall. It just felt like like this is nineties right there. This like this is... yeah, like oh, let's take me back. I mean, I didn't smoke a pot behind a mall or anything, but I've been behind the mall. Were the cool kids? No, I, I wasn't cool. The, were the alternative kids? Maybe. Mm. Yeah, I'm. I don't feel like I had like an iconic '90s experience because I was such a weird kid who didn't really do much, sadly. But looking back at it, it's weird, kind of just seeing what we kind of took for granted and what people, I guess, took for granted, and seeing how people at that time would kind of react to things. I mean, I, I think the way that the, the kids are reacting when they first, you know, crash land and everything, the way that they're trying to deal with things, I, I feel like it's realistic to some degree, right? Do you think there'd be, they'd have more of their heads on their shoulders or maybe a little bit more panic? Oh, I thought for a second, I thought you were going to talk about, about people coming out as gay. Oh. Because that was also like a thing in the 90s where it was like, you better be careful to mm. come out because you just don't know. Yeah, I, I feel like we were still dealing with like a lot of the, the AIDS scare from the 80s leading into the 90s still yet, but there was there there was maybe slightly... Like, well, in high school, like you had to be embarrassed mm. if you were gay or you had to deny it because I remember that happening a lot when like I knew gay people, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And and it's still you could argue that it's still a, a touchy subject for some folks nowadays, yeah. but you know definitely back then it was uh, even more so because the world was a much different place twenty five twenty twenty six years now. Yeah, a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean there are so many things that were commonplace and the way that things were in the nineties that you know compared to today just don't make any sense. They have no place. They're just things we look back on and see, like there there's some nice touches with the music that they do pick out for the 90s which i mean it's kind of like half the time it's it's just you go and like search hits from the 90s and you just go for a lot of these shows but i felt like they did a pretty good job of picking out music that not only fits the time but it it makes sense these characters would be into this it's not like it's just oh here's the cool hot thing here we're in the 90s now just to remind you cuz some movies will do that or some shows will do that too. It's like, oh, it's the nineties. Yeah. I like when they play like the more obscure nineties songs rather than like the top pop one hundred of nine I don't know, you know what I mean? Yeah. It really like brings me back. <laughs> it does. I'll bet over on Spotify there's probably a there has to be like a yellow jackets playlist. There has to be at this point. I would probably listen to that just to kinda of hear what they picked out. I miss the 90s. I talk about it a lot. Because <laughs> it was so carefree. It was a much simpler time. Right. Even though maybe for some folks it wasn't. But at least... For me it was. Looking back 25 something years, it was probably yeah, a lot simpler. Yeah. It, it, it was. It definitely was. Any hopes for the next season? Was this the show where I was watching it and I kept telling you, like, if they're not going to come up with the answers some answers soon i'm gonna stop watching mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah i need more answers mm. like i need more answers answers 
answer. You know, I'm hoping that season two will give us a little bit more answers or something. Like, yeah. that would be good. That's the unfortunate, that's the trap for a lot of these mystery shows. It's like, ooh, what does this thing mean? What does this thing mean? And then if you don't actually come around to tell us what it actually is, or you, or you, well, or you dangle it for too long, then you people will lose interest. Right, because so. for people like me, I automatically forget what <laughs> what just happened, you know? And that's why they have the recap at the start. So you can yeah. remember, hey, this thing happened. There's some worry that this show, like many Showtime shows, may fall victim to the second season slump. Apparently, that's a thing with Showtime shows. I've, I've only heard of that just reading about stuff because, you know, when they announced that there was going to be more seasons, I'm hoping that, like like you said, I hope there's a lot more answers that come with the questions that they're dredging up because the show is very interesting and it's set to go in some wild directions if they're going to try and show us they haven't even gotten us to the point yet where we have everything in place for the first episode because the first episode shows them in like the what seems like the peak of their crazy wood cult like wearing animal headdresses thing eating human beings after like chasing them down thing but were they eating human beings we were don't we know to believe it? yeah i mean if you've seen the show, you've seen how like graphic the, the, the violence can be. And in that very first episode, you see somebody get bled out like a carcass for food. Because you do that. You drain out the blood to help preserve the meat, I think. If you're a butcher, please write in and let me know if I'm wrong. But there's still things that haven't been identified. There were points that they did get to. Like we now see where Misty got her bare headdress from. It was from the bear that Lottie killed in that very last episode. We also see the antler headdress that Lottie was wearing. So apparently we, we know that that was Lottie, maybe underneath that, the antler headdress. I thought it was maybe. Van. Maybe. So see, see, there you go. You don't even know. Maybe it wasn't, maybe, maybe that wasn't Lottie under the antler headdress, the antler queen, as she's been dubbed by the internet. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think it may be worthwhile to maybe watch this season over again to kind of see what we can pick out. I mean, if if you, the listening audience, decide to go do that, please let us know. We want to hear your thoughts on that because I, I think that may be something we need, might need to do to revisit things just to kind of see what we, you know, because there's so many things that happen later on in the season that recolorize uh, or... Or re recontextualize. Let's put it that way. Stuff that happens early on in the in the in the show. I mean, you can rewatch it. I won't be doing that yeah. because sometimes it's like you get too into it, and then you're like bummed that the second season's not out, and then these questions aren't answered. So for me, I need to wipe the slate clean. Yeah. Forget I even watched it. Maybe. So, so this this is part of that that, that cleansing process <laughs> yeah. of getting it all out of your heads you can make space for other shows that we're watching or other shows we're looking forward to right so hopefully everybody has enjoyed listening to us uh, talk about the righteous gemstones which is currently enjoying its second season so please um, let us know if you're watching along with that too please write in let us know if you enjoyed the first season of yellow jackets it was a crazy ride with the first 10 episodes i think i can't remember yeah i know it, it just kind of went by really quick too so yeah 
please write into us, uh, Chad and Catherine talk about at gmail.com. Send us a voicemail over on anchor.fm or the Anchor app. Any final thoughts, my love? No. That's it? Yeah. All right. I wiped it clean already. <laughs> <laughs>